Happy Feast of Christ the King, everyone. This amazing solemnity that ends the church's year. As you probably know, the church has her own calendar year, which is really governed by the liturgy, governed by all these beautiful memories and feasts of the Lord's life, of, the, of Our Lady's life, and of course, the lives of our brothers and sisters who have been so conformed to Christ that their light, their lives shine like bright stars in, in the midst of the churches here. And these are, of course, the saints, the men and women who who allowed Christ to become king of their hearts, who governed them by his grace. They were subjected to the power of his silent love growing in their hearts. And so at the end, very end of the churches, yeah, is this feast of Christ the King. So it begins with Advent, as we know, the opening of the liturgy next week will be a beginning of a whole new year. And throughout the church's liturgy, she's she's dotted with all these these feasts and memories that, that also bring to us particular graces that God in his wisdom, uh, always through prayer, when we touch him in faith, fills our hearts with great grace. But he also gives particular graces that are only given at a certain times in the year because um, this is just how he is. This is his, his, his wisdom, his creativity. This is his diversity. And it also it helps us to long for these days where these this particular grace is being offered in such an intense way. And so the Feast of Christ the King is, is celebrates the kingship of Christ. And we know that Christ said to Pilate that my kingdom is not of this world. You know, that he, he he's not a king in, in the sense that we understand earthly kingship. Um, earthly kingship speaks about power and, and governance and, and uh, you know, people are subject to a king. Uh, a king advises, a king protects, a king, a king gives counsel to his people. A uh, king is supposed to be wise. So Christ, the scriptures use this word kingship to use these attributes, but the actual substance, the actual meaning of what these words are, are different for Christ. They Christ transforms them from the interior. And and he, you know, when we speak about Christ's power as king, we're speaking about his grace, which operates so silently, which operates um sometimes in, in really big manifestations of victory, like a healing or or like a conversion of heart or and we see it in a very powerful way in those times. But a lot of the time Christ's kingship is 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 silent. It's operating in the background of everyday life because the universe is subjected to his power um, and, and his wisdom. A king is wise and his, his divine wisdom is not like earthly wisdom. You know, the, the events, the trials, the sufferings that come our way, then they're, they're not caused by Christ because Christ cannot cause evil, but he permits it in his wisdom. At, uh, at, so for some good, and this is often the stumbling block for us in all our spiritual lives. Why God, God will permit certain things, but but we have to trust we have a good, kind king who knows what we need to 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 maybe sometimes break our heart to really open it and cry towards God. We see his love that the kingdom is 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 one of love, and this is the power. The power is silent love. Power, love is the most powerful force in this entire universe, and Christ showed this on the cross. When he looked like he was a broken king, a failed king, he he seemed that he was a king that all his followers left him, that he was the most pitiable of kings. And and yet on the cross, Christ is most powerful. It's that he was destroying death, destroying political power. He was destroying all these notions of earthly kingship 
by a silent, self-giving love. And we see this, that it, 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 we read the scriptures, the Christ is telling us something profound, that if you live with love, you yes, it will look at times that people are walking over you, but you will have the final end. You will have the final victory. And this is what Christ showed, that he rose from the dead in, in a glorious way because that love, that eternal love conquered everything. Love is the most powerful force in this universe. It's a force. It's a river. It's a grace. It's a, it's a current of power that is beyond our wildest imaginations because it's God. And so, you know, it, it's love that is, is what breaks hearts down and changes and does change this world. Uh, violence may seem quite powerful, can seem quite aggressive, but doesn't have the final victory. A great analogy of this power I often think about is like a concrete wall. You and I may go up to that wall and cough and kick and it's violent. It's, it's, it seems very powerful. And yet that wall may never fall. But a root growing under the ground silently, gently, nobody knows when it grows. Nobody knows how it advances. And yet that root from a tree has the power to break up a whole concrete wall. There's something in this analogy of how the kingship of Christ, how, how his power, how his kingdom works. Uh, it's like a silent root growing that has a power to, to break up roads and walls uh, in our hearts. And so Christ is king in this way. And I'll end on this note that Christ is the beginning and the end. So... We're, we're facing the kingship of Christ at the end of the calendar year, which is telling us a very significant truth that his kingship is about adoration, about about he's king when our hearts adore him and when our whole lives are subject to him, which is mystery of adoration. And of course, the final end heaven is a mystery of adoration where we will whole lives will be in adoration of God.